Hey, Street Fighters. Thanks for being here. Glad you're listening to the show. It's number one anarcho-comedy show on any station across the nation. We do it the best. We do it on WCRS, Columbus, Ohio, Community Radio. We take calls every single Sunday night. Uh, a lot of people calling in with... I mean, last week we had somebody call in that had just left a religious cult. So you never know what you're going to get on the call-in shows. But the original Street Fight Radio was Brian and I sitting up in his extra bedroom talking shit. We used a shoebox as a microphone stand. And we spit the best dissenting comedy that you could find anywhere back in 2011. And now we've traveled to this point. We've uh, built our built our platform far and wide to every corner of the flat earth. And we are hoping more people are ready to jump on board and take the top right off of this hierarchy, spread things out so that we can all relax a little bit and uh, enjoy our time here without the capitalism thing getting in the way. My name is Brett Payne. My co-host is Brian Quinby. We're here to fuck shit up, right? We're here to fuck shit up. Uh, uh, That's like a cheer. uh, 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 We're here uh, uh, to fuck shit up. We want to start the show. uh, Talk about somebody that's close to the show, I guess. Yes. Right? Yeah, absolutely. We haven't been able to talk about this. People wondered why we took the Chicago show down. And uh, we're going to fucking tell you finally. We didn't want to, you know... So basically, we had a, a guy. My it's my cousin. It is your cousin who was uh, doing some stuff behind the scenes for you us. You saw him. Uh, he wrapped the opening to Erica's going away party. Yeah, there's a lot of audio stuff for us. He uh, as he like posts a, all the shows actually. Yeah, as up a, until up until that. So he had it's a we basically he's where his part time job because he he works as a social worker with at risk teens and then that doesn't pay very much so we have him load our shows and shit like that just we like to have people that need the money on the payroll well, uh, yeah i don't want to do the shows anymore I mean, and brett doesn't want to do easier that. i don't should not be uploading the shows yeah brett doesn't want to upload the shows it sucks uh so anyway uh a couple weeks ago there was an article that came out uh, that came out in columbus it was all over the place really it was a fairly viral article and i'm going to read that article for you right now when we talk about this uh before we talk about this does that sound good to you brett yeah yeah yeah. i gotta i gotta get it up oh i gotta get it up you weren't expecting that to read this god damn it you didn't have it ready to go god damn i'm looking at this guy too Okay, Cincinnati police officer Kevin Brown's decision to fire a taser at an 11-year-old girl suspected of shoplifting from a grocery store in August immediately drew criticism from city officials and advocates. But Ohio State Representative John Becker had a different take. Had it been his daughter, he announced in an August newsletter, I'd be ashamed and embarrassed that she did something stupid enough to get herself tased. This guy is a fucking bootlicker. Like this is well, I mean, he's wearing the boot, but he's also like he's wearing the boot and he's also willing to lick another boot. That is a crazy thing to say about your daughter. <laughs> now, I always tell my daughter if anything happens, I don't care what you did. If you get confronted by the police or if you get, you know, if you're at a store and you shoplifted, call me immediately and I will come there and don't, don't say anything. Talk to them or anything and I'll fucking handle it, you know. 
Because I, I don't want my daughter to get tased by the police. And I don't think any 11-year-old deserves to get tased by I, the police. There's no circumstance where you would tase an 11-year-old for any situation. Uh, there's no reason to think that anybody deserves that. Yeah. Becker's remarks appeared in his newsletter, Be- letter Beckerisms. Ugh, I hate this guy. I never hated anybody more. I gotta be careful what I say about him, but I'll say this. I hate him. <laughs> Beckerisms. Weeks after the Cincinnati mayor, John Cranley, apologized for the officer's actions and the county prosecutor said the girl would not face charges. And internally... Well, she didn't steal. I mean, she was just a suspect. Yeah. And he tased her. She, he nev- There was no proof that she actually stole. Yeah. It happened inside the store. Right. My understanding is they can't even do anything until you leave the store. That's right. like the point of... That's stealing. It's not stealing until you leave the store. You're allowed to walk around with shit in your hands at the store. Oh, yeah. You can put things in your pockets inside the store. Yeah. Um, a department hearing is pending. Becker also addressed police shootings in his newsletter. If his child were shot by police, he wrote, rather than blaming the cop, I'd be blaming myself and endlessly soul searching to figure out how I failed as a parent and why my kid grew up to be a punk. He added, based on the evidence of what I see on television, it oftentimes appears to me that justice was l- delivered to the dead punk. What this, a fucking awful person. This guy is shit as a human. And like the, the and he has shit- all the power. He does. He does. He's a state representative and uh, he's a powerful man. And maybe he's a state representative of some tiny little shitberg part of fucking Ohio that's between the cities. But he has power because uh, so this story came out and uh, I I just I want to finish. I I, kind of want to finish this story. No, it's awful. I mean, this guy's fucking terrible. I want to keep in mind that we're talking about John Becker, John Becker. We're talking about like this is is the article. Yeah, this is the article that got uh, Jake into his conundrum. So when he tased the girl on August 6th, Brown was working off duty as a security guard at Kroger Market. Off duty? Yeah, it makes me sick. Like, that's why you don't hire cops to work off duty in your fucking store. Number one. What did they get have stole? What could have what, What? You have all this people's times tied up and all of this for what? How much? I mean, $3? Nothing, the most, what can you get from the fucking grocery store? That a kid wants, by the way. Yeah. I yeah. Mean, like, I guess if they sell, like, caviar or something like that. But is an 11-year-old going <laughs> to steal Blue caviar? caviar ring. I guess it's a Kroger Market. Is that the one where I tried on that stupid shirt? Is that a Kroger Market? Like, yes. Like, where they yes. sell clothes and shit like clothes, that? yeah. Who cares, though? Really, an 11-year-old that steals can be handled without a taser, is my Fairly point. easily. Yeah. I mean, these cops are making like ninety thousand fucking dollars a year. You know, uh, it said the girl had stolen items including a backpack, candy, and baby clothes totaling fifty three eighty one. Brown fired his taser from about ten feet away, striking her body just below her waist. Body video includes Brown telling the girl after he tased her, "Sweetheart, the last thing I want to do is tase you like that. When I say stop, you stop. You know you're caught. Just stop. That hurt my heart to do that to you." Then I got to listen to all these idiots out here in a parking lot telling me about how I was wrong for tasing you. This cop is fucking a psychopath. Wow. Yeah. Like this guy I is. I don't want this person in doing that. Yeah. Yeah. This cop is. Honey, I had to tase you. That's a fucking scary thing to yeah. say to somebody. Yeah. I'm scared of that cop. I don't want him out there. No. He's tasing fucking children, dude. 11. Can't deal with an 11. Could not handle an 11 year old. Catching them stealing, right? Yeah. When the appeal asked, rep- yeah, like 58 bucks. 
Just fifty eight. Just grab them by the fucking arm, right, and say, "Give me back the stuff you stole." I mean, generally, look, generally, if you tell a kid, will respect authority. Oh, I know, right? No, I'm exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like eleven, any I could walk up to any eleven year old (laughs) and boss them around. Yeah, I mean, even if if they're a fucking cop, you just have to catch them. By the way, like it's sort of this thing where, like, if the kid ran, if he had ran after the kid and got in front of the kid. That all could have ended without a taser. Like the point here is like we shouldn't have cops in this position. No. Because they can't handle it. They can't well, absolutely can't handle it. And we don't we shouldn't be tasing children for this stuff. No, you shouldn't be allowed to tase a kid. There should be no situation where you tase an eleven year old. There's and it, you know, this I mean, you know, it's to make you an allergy. Uh, yeah, and th- this this girl was black. Like of course. Of course. Like yeah. I think it's important to say that of 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 fucking course, he was showing her what life is what to like. Expect, like yeah. what to expect. He's saying, "I wish you didn't make me do that." You ran, yeah. Like, and and I have to do this stuff. And these people don't know what they're talking about. Any single person in that parking lot could have handled the situation better than this cop did. Yeah, it's and, it's and all deplorable. that racist shit is so fucking stupid too. Because every there's so many eleven year old kids that are stealing from stores. Yeah. All the time. White kids. It's shrink. It's called shrink. Yeah. I mean, white kids steal too. All kids steal. Yeah. It's a stealing ass shit. Like I, I said this on the Undercover Boss show we did earlier. Kids love food and they love to steal candy. Yeah. They moms. just love it. Uh, when the appeal asks Representative Becker if it's appropriate for police to de- to use potentially deadly force against children, which a taser is potentially deadly. It's it's billed as less lethal. That doesn't mean not lethal. Right, right. And if you're firing at an 11-year-old... There's a chance. Yeah, yeah. It's like, not the same. Just not a fully developed. Yeah. Like, it's not different from firing meat. at it, me. You know, yeah. like, you fire a taser at me, and I'm probably going to fucking live. But you fire a taser at my daughter, and it's going to affect her a lot more than it might yeah. me. Yeah. You know, my daughter's thir- 13, you know? Uh, so he replied via email. This is what he replied via email when they asked him if it's appropriate for pe- police to use potentially deadly force against children. Children, are we talking about five-year-olds or 17-year-old armed gang members? It obviously depends on the age of the child and the circumstances involved. When the appeal pointed out that the child in this case was 11, Becker responded, she was simply tased for resisting arrest. Oh, God. This guy's a fucking monster. He is a piece of fucking shit. Yeah, doesn't know. Uh, doesn't know anything about about anything becker also told the appeal rage right i mean it's just like mean spiritedness like he's a mean person what always come down to this stuff is like i would just think that you would say that to be like the most mean spirited thing you could say or to be the most you're 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 aiming for the most uncaring cold point of view right well i think he's a bad person i think that it would be a stretch if you were to say that he was like saying that a guy like that is a family man. Right. Or a family values person. No. But he thinks that like Some, if his something happened to his child. You can tase him. That yeah, I just I don't I think this I don't think this don't guy cares about protecting kid. children. Never yeah. tase my kid. That'll fucking don't make tase me, my kid. Yeah. God, it makes it sucks to talk about this because you just want to yell, I would fuck you up, but we would never fuck up. state representative because we'll get to the story becker also told uh so 
Becker also told the appeal that if police tase a child, it could be an indication of a parenting problem. Of course, not a policing problem. Uh, never. He added, if I were to do research, I would expect to find that kids come from two parent intact, supportive families oh God. are less likely to get in trouble with the authorities than kids that come from tougher environments. Well, you know well, what the fuck is it? Why is it their fault that they come from tougher environments? Well, that's why? The, that's the, but the people like him are putting those barriers in place. Those people like those fucking family first Christian ass Republicans want to punish you for not having two households. They think that you should have two incomes in your fucking household. Yeah. Why should a kid get fucking tased because they come from a harder place to live? Cause, Why? Their, mo- cause their mom fucking is, is working doubles, right? Or their yeah. dad is working doubles to pay for them. This guy's a piece of fucking shit. I hate this guy. But his response elides well-established research on disparities in policing. According to the sentencing project, black youth are two times more, 2.5 times more likely to be arrested for property offenses than white youth. In school, black girls are nearly four times more likely to be arrested than white girls. According to a Georgetown law student law school study, one reason for the disparity based on an analysis of department of education data may be because black children are more likely to encounter counter school-based police. I don't know to what degree, if any, racial disparities are a factor, Becker told the appeal. I don't doubt that Officer Brown would have tased a white 11-year-old shoplifter under the same circumstances. He, I do. I mean, the research indicates that he would have. Yeah, pretty much we know that's what it's been. Everything suggests that he wouldn't. So Becker calls himself pro-gun, and earlier this year, he introduced a bill to permit teachers to carry concealed weapons in school. So, I mean, I'm going to editorialize here so they can shoot black kids, probably, is what I would assume teachers would do. Uh, In November, Becker will face a Democratic challenger, Patricia Lawrence, for his seat in the Ohio State House House of Representatives. Lawrence spoke out about... uh, against Becker's newsletter comments on police shootings. Every American has a right to a fair trial and due process under the law, she said in a statement. John Becker's comments show not only a lack of respect for the U.S. Constitution, but a lack of respect for human life. Yeah. I would agree with her. Absolutely. I mean, hopefully this is an... I mean, who fucking knows if this takes this guy down like it seems like he's just a guy no I'm that not. gets away with everything so and there's i mean there's tons of people that are in this like total fucking death cult that he's into yeah so um the way that this article kind of dovetails into us is that jake uh he rapped brett said it he rapped before uh the grove city erica going away party he uploads the shows he does a lot of stuff for us posted uh he went online and he posted an update he posted this article and uh he this was his con this was his comment on the article this was his caption this was on facebook someone please kill this piece of shit Y'all want me to believe in a government where people like this are put in power. And then the articles posted there a uh, couple because, days. Yeah. yeah. The same day, actually. Yeah. That they, they the, so the same day he goes to work. He right? goes, he was at work when he made that post. Yeah. At like noon. Yeah. And he was off the clock. If his boss is listening. Yeah. <laughs> he was off. The he was clock. on lunch. He was on lunch, but, uh, when he went to leave work, about a dozen officers showed up, guns drawn, uh, and arrested him. They did it at work. 
And uh, they did it on purpose because this had something to do with the police and a state representative. And what they did was they took him to jail and wouldn't let him post bail because this <laughs> the, the district that this guy is representative representing was the city was the district that called the police. Right. Like they were pressing the charges. Yeah. <laughs> he got basically what happened is. After making that post, this state <coughs> state rep filed charges against him. Yeah. So he goes to jail for seven days. Uh, right? It was seven days he was in jail. And he gets out. He's waiting. And, and why was he in jail for seven? Brett has actually talked to him. I haven't actually talked to him. I don't know if we're to say all this, to be honest. Oh, okay. So, this okay. feels too revealing. Okay. So he was in jail for a while. And when he came out, what happened was... Uh, so he he got a bunch of uh, charges, basically. They're no, he's still facing charges. He's facing terrorist, uh, making terrorist threats. Yeah, what's it called? Inciting terrorist violence. That's what it is. Inciting terrorist violence, which is a felony, could be five to ten years, <laughs> is what like the book says. Uh, honestly, nobody knows whether or not it's going to happen, but <clears throat> I don't believe it is because he never said that he was going to do any of this stuff and there's no indication that he was going to. So that still doesn't mean that a lawyer doesn't want several thousand fucking dollars to represent him and that the court wants several thousand fucking dollars because that's how they make money. So and that's, we're doing a fundraiser for him. We're doing a fundraiser for him. We don't know. He doesn't know his employment situation anymore. He doesn't know a lot of things. It's not good. And, uh, you know, well, and the thing about the thing about situations like this is that that, you know, they don't have to charge you, but they can still fuck up your life. They can come into your work and bring a whole bunch of cops. And uh, that's a hard thing to explain to employers when something like that happens. Right. You yeah. Know? There aren't a lot of caring and kind bosses out there that want that kind of thing happening in their lobby. You know? Yeah, you're exactly right. So and. Uh, and Putting in, you know, putting somebody's life on hold, asking them for seven thousand, several thousand dollars to make bail, is not an easy fucking task for most of us. Yeah, the, the we're they're looking at about ten or eleven thousand dollars to get through this thing and get out of this thing. It probably won't be any jail time, but like we just want to help this. We want to help him. I mean, he, I don't know, like people out there don't use the word kill. Or yeah, anything in sure. your status updates. I, I know you want to, and I know you're mad, and I like I know that these things You've make heard you mad. Free speech. You said all kinds of crazy stuff already on the internet. And no one's done anything, but you they will get you. They will come after you. And uh I just I, I be careful with what you post. And uh if you have money, if you can get this information out there and help us raise this money. Like it would be really great. I want to help. We want to help him. It's it's really fucked up what's happened. And and this guy is, I mean, they're aiming to, they're aiming to destroy his life to teach him some sort of a lesson. And uh, I don't want to tell too much of his story, but Jake works with the type of people that Becker was talking about um, deserve to be killed and shot in the streets. And Jake works with homeless youth and has spent a lot of his time in stewardship to the community of underserved people. And he is a million times a better person 
than this disgusting state representative that seems to think that having no heart or soul is an admirable quality. Yeah. So head over. The website is fundedjustice.com. We found out GoFundMe is your number one healthcare provider, but you can't do law stuff. So, <laughs> so legal aid, you go to a different <laughs> Legal thing. aid, there's a different fundraiser. It's fundedjustice.com slash justice for Jacob. So one more time, funded, F-U-N-D-E-D, justice, J-U-S-T-I-C-E dot com slash justice for Jacob. Um, we've already done a good job. I think he's 10% <coughs> on his way to covering all of this and preventing him from being in financial ruin. So uh, anything that you can, I mean, you know what? <coughs> I'll tell you what, times in my life, I had no fucking money even to give to charity. I'm like, what charity? I need some fucking charity. Yeah. You can still share. You can still send this link out on your Twitter, on your Facebook, Tumblr, whatever it is, and just tell people what's up. Uh, it's an easy way uh, to to make this a stress free thing because they're very the government is very much trying to ruin somebody's life right now. And you know, I got my weed charge a couple years ago, and the kindness of street fighters got me through that. And it made it so that it wasn't like detrimental to the rest of my life. And I'm very appreciative of that. And a little bit goes a long way. You know, a $2 donation is certainly helpful. Yeah. And anything we can, you know, thank you. Thank you for listening to this. But let's do a show. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's the heavy, that's a lot to start with there. Right. Yeah. Well, we're not usually good. We don't, we're not even good at like uh, pressing our own shit. <laughs> You know, by the way, you can watch us watch Undercover Boss on on our show called Undercover Business Tyrant on Patreon, the five dollar level. People are really enjoying good. the shit out of it, so go for it. The Great Wolf Lodge episode is fantastic. <laughs> Comes out tomorrow or soon. It's probably already out, actually. Ah, uh, I don't know, man. It's hard to it's hard to uh, pivot. It's hard to pivot. I well, I don't want to go into something uh, another depressing thing, but I think we kind of have to, Brett. Yeah, we always have to. Well, that's all that goes on in this <laughs> world, right? That's all of our news is just depressing shit. This is from Reveal. It's a site for the Senate. Well, it's the Center for Investigative Reporting. I actually like. I like that big tube thing that they put onto the ocean to eat up the plastic. They got one of those now? Yeah, somebody sent one out there. But where does the plastic go after the tube? Well, they're collecting it. I don't know what they're doing with it after that. <laughs> Probably burying it. Still got to go somewhere. Yeah. That plastic still has to go somewhere. I can't remember what it All was. All them fucking hula hoops. They were so excited somebody invented the hula hoop when I was like, oh, they invented a hula hoop. It's right. like, oh, now there's an ocean full of hula hoops. Great job. <laughs> Good news, everybody. Uh Former patients of the drug. This is I, I want to give credit to the people who did this. Amy Julia Harris and Shoshana Walter. Um, I saw the story posted this week, and it's uh, former patients of the drug rehab program Recovery Connections community are demanding back pay for years of free work they performed as caregivers in adult care homes across North Carolina, according to a new federal lawsuit okay, okay. filed against the program and care homes. Sounds right. Four years, defendants have escaped public oversight and accountability and profiting from unpaid labor performed by individuals struggling to overcome substance abuse and addiction. According to the complaint filed Thursday, rather than providing drug treatment, the lawsuit said Recovery Connection Community's purpose was to operate as a for-profit business by staffing adult care homes and other enterprises with labor. So you got caught for drugs. They prescribe you treatment. 
treatment is actually just working for no money <clears throat> in an adult care facility. Yes. And, you know, you probably live at the rehab, too. You know, yeah. it's like, oh, you got to go. Oh, it's time for treatment. You know what will really teach you about hard work? Yeah. <laughs> it's hideous right like like we said doesn't seem like you're f that focused on helping the person that is the problem you know it's a scam. it's like you're just funneling them into like servitude i think the reason i wanted to bring this up is because i think that a lot of rehab companies skate on some pretty gross stuff because the that the idea is that you catch somebody doing something undesirable Right. They don't want to go to, oh, we can't send them to jail. That would be horrible. Let's send them to a hospital, like is what they call the rehab. A hospital, a doctor, an outpatient. These aren't doctors. And, and like a lot of these plans are just formulated like on top of like AA basically, right? So like they take AA and then they say, okay, we're going to do an AA meeting every day. And then you're going to go work at an adult care facility and you're going to learn how to work for free and not yeah. do drugs and you'll, you'll work so much you won't have time to do drugs anymore we're going to show you that you could be working instead of doing drugs yeah <laughs> you could be working for free instead of doing drugs yeah that's going to cure you <laughs> the lawsuit comes in response to an investigation by reveal from the center for investigative reporting which found patients in the program regularly worked more than 80 hours per week oh in god Without pay, while the program's founders, Jennifer and Philip Warren, used the rehab program to fuel a lavish lifestyle. Uh, oh I think another God. thing you have to look at 80? is, were they paying to go to this rehab? Is another oh, maybe. question. You never know. I mean, yeah, a court could charge them for it. Yeah. That's the scuzziest possible. That is the I don't, who knows? scummiest thing I can think of is to take vulnerable people. And they do this. These treatment centers do this. They take vulnerable people. I mean, they're just havens for bad shit. You know, like I don't the trust. The success rates are terrible. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Because they don't work. Because they're not trying. Yeah. They don't. They don't ever like they don't ever address the material reasons for no. why people are using the drugs. Well, they're, yeah, and they're, I mean, and they can only come with like a full sobriety thing. They can only come with like, uh, no, no, no. You just didn't try going and working nine to five every day. It's like, <laughs> I did. Yeah, I did that. It sucked. It fucking, fucking blew. I hated it. For it. Well, and, and like, uh, and it's, it's like, uh, the one I went to. It didn't seem like it was run by like doctors. You know what I mean? Like it didn't seem like it was like, hucksters. So basically what I did was for the first week I went and I sat down in a room by myself and I took these pills and I kind of just sat in there and detoxed from painkillers. When the week Did was you get to watch TV or nothing? No, there was nothing in there. You basically just like it was like staring a, at the wall, picking your books. Yeah, it was them? like uh god damn it. You know how when you go to the hospital to have your kid, they have like a, a like a sort of couch bed like weird thing off to the side that the husband or partner lays on to like try to sleep or get rest. Yeah, there's a room with like one of those, and there wasn't a TV in there, and there wasn't like any music or anything. Like this is also pre cell phone. I basically would take these pills. I don't remember what they were, but I would take these pills. I would go into a room and like sleep or climb the walls. For two or three hours a day and then go home <laughs> and then uh 
it was wild. It was wild. So then like the following week I had to start taking drug tests every three days and I had to show up four times a week. And we sat at these meetings. I like, I can't remember all of them, but I can give you a few examples. Like the first meeting I went to was like, uh, we just cut out pictures from magazines that described how we felt. And for we a, talked about the 12 for steps for an hour. This is yeah. for adults. They're doing children's crafts for adults. Yeah. And then we went to talk home. about why they fucking abuse drugs and alcohol. Yeah. And then most of the time we kind of sat in a circle and told sad stories. And well, I was always, fun. I was always just like, I wondered like how this is helping me at all. Like I could never in my mind figure out how any of it was helping me. And it yeah. didn't feel they like know. a plan to help somebody. No, they, I mean, their entire concept is like, oh, you should feel bad about what you're doing. And it's like, but I fucking don't. Yeah. Well, they would also like take, they'll take all your problems and they'll relate those problems to drugs. Like, so every single bad thing that is in your life, that's the drugs. It's the drugs. It's not any other outside forces. It's not any mental <laughs> health stuff. Well, it is mental health stuff. The mental health that makes you want to have drugs sure. all the time. But do you see what I'm saying? Like, so when you're trying to solve somebody's problem and you only see one thing as the cause of that problem, there could be, well, with drugs, there are always more oh, yeah. things. The yeah. drugs are not the, the drugs main are not problem. The, problem. the drugs are a way to handle a problem. Yeah. The two-year residential rehab program near Asheville caters to poor and desperate people struggling with addiction. To pay for their stay, participants must work full-time jobs and surrender their pay. Uh, Yeah. That's a crazy term to write out. Participants were often sent by courts and probation officers as a condition of their probation. Former participants told Reveal they received little addiction help, instead toiling for long hours at care homes and a chain of Zaxby's restaurants across North Carolina. Zaxby's was good. We did we go there? We did eat at Zaxby's and I thought it was fine. But I mean I don't want people working for free. No, I don't no, they, no, no, no. I don't I'm not want saying them. it's worth I'm not saying it's like worth it. I mean, and these people are forced to do this. This isn't something where like this isn't even something where somebody's volunteer like when a probation officer says, Look, you can either go to jail or you can go to rehab. Can you afford a rehab that is yeah. expensive? No. Well, we have this rehab that'll take care of you. Right. We'll send you. They'll. They will do it for free, and then they just take your entire. They just paycheck. take your paycheck. That pays for it. Right? You work forty hours a week, and they take everything. And there's nothing you can do. And you can tell that probation officer that you can't afford to do this, and you don't have this time. And they will say, "Well, you shouldn't have been doing drugs." Yeah. And like it, it doesn't have help. Been caught doing drugs. Yeah. The class action complaint filed by former participants Kimberly Myris and Andrew Presson alleges the program Mm. and more than half a dozen contracted businesses violated the Fair Labor Standards Act by failing to pay participants for their work. The businesses paid Recovery Connections a sub-market rate for the workers. Despite knowing that rehab patients worked long hours and wouldn't receive any pay for their work, the complaint said. The rates were so low, the complaint said, that they threatened to drive down wages for the entire industry. The businesses also were barred from hiring anyone who left the program early leaving former participants immediately unemployed so basically as soon as you're done they're not allowed to hire yeah you're not you're not working with us anymore yeah to figure something out yeah you have have job experience now the way they're doing this is not ethical it's just not right how people are treated because they're a vulnerable position andrew preston said this government is really like when you talk about the war on drugs 
the this government, the DEA, the court system is designed to prey on you. It's oh, all yeah. like predatory. There's nothing about it that they aren't taking from you. Well, they they're make money worse on. than the drug deal. They make money. I mean, just just drawing people through the process makes money. Yeah. There's there's, co- there's court costs for all this. Yeah. There's so much more unethical than any drug dealer I've ever met. I trust my weed guys more than anybody that runs one of these rehabs, this court system, the DEA or the, or the police. They're, they're crooks. It's just a, in addition to the grueling work schedules, Myris and Preston described squalid conditions and psychological abuse in the rehab program. At one of the rehabs residences, neither the air conditioner nor heater worked. The water smelled of sewage and holes in the floor allowed insects and feral cats to roam freely. According to the complaint program, participants were required to turn over their food stamps to the Warrens yet never had enough food to eat. Preston and Myra said, so they got food stamps because they weren't making any money and they had to take the food stamps and give it to the people that were running the rehab what the fuck yeah 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 oh my this God. was happening like under the oh state's like this this again the state is sending people to this is where they're rehabs. spending their time and money yeah they get a person that is addicted to drugs and this is they think the solution for them i mean i'm gonna tell you right now dude there are people that had to do this that got busted with weed uh, you know, sure. I mean, yeah. what were you going to you would have had to do some sort of a there rehab program. Yeah. If I went public defender, I really don't think I could have done better than doing like six weeks of classes, pissing in a cup every Saturday and then talking about the dangers of doing designer drugs with my buddies at frat parties or something. I mean, it's unconscionable to do this to somebody that uses heroin or, or to anybody who's like has a really tough issue with with substances it's unconscionable to do that but like i can even see people like people think like that those people deserve to be punished for some reason yeah of course you know no i mean that's our system but we're not even talking felonies and drug charges they already like fuck up your record and what you the career that you can have yeah we're not even but we're not we're not even talking about like we're talking about all drugs dude yeah. Like any drugs. If you get caught with any drugs in a lot of places, you got to go to rehab as part of the condition. If you have to have a public defender, if you're broke, if you're rich and you get caught with drugs, you just get off. You know, you can yeah. afford to hire a lawyer. The lawyer comes in and handles it for you. Jennifer and Philip Warren did not respond to requests for comment. None of the contracted businesses responded to calls and emails for comment. Uh the lawsuit also alleges that Recovery Connections engaged in deceptive business practices by falsely advertising itself as a recovery program without providing any bona fide substance abuse education, counseling, training, or other professional services, the complaint said. The warrant sought out the patients knowing that their struggles with substance abuse made them vulnerable to deceptive practices. The suit also says the warrants personally benefited benefited from the unlawful labor grade arrangement using the money to fund elaborate vacations to greece france french polynesia puerto rico and new orleans the department of labor previously investigated recovery connections in 2013 and found that the program violated federal labor law by failing to pay participants minimum wage and overtime jennifer warren refused to pay back wages to participants but promised labor investigators she would comply with labor law in the future the department never followed up and recovery connections continued to put patients to work without pay for at least five more years that is another like that we said this last week we were talking about um we were we were talking about amazon 
we're talking about how Bernie Sanders had kept telling Amazon they needed to do this. Yeah. And when Amazon gave those shitty 25 cent rages, which we're going to be talking about the new wrinkle this week, when Amazon gave those shitty 25 cent raises, they said, this has nothing to do with what Bernie Sanders. Said, right, right. Right. And like, I believe that because people like this never get in trouble. Like it doesn't matter. What right. a politician says. It doesn't matter what the Department of Labor has to say about it. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. the Department of Labor just rolls in and they're like, hey, y'all were fucking around. And they're like, eh, we'll get it right next time. And then for five years, just continued to do the same thing. And they never came back and looked at them. And I'm sure it's because they paid some kind of a fine or something like that. And, you know, she got off with a war- a fucking warning for doing slavery. You know, <laughs> she got off with a warning for doing slavery. Yeah. Uh, at least 10 criminal and regulatory probes have been launched in response to reveals reporting. Recovery Connections is one of a number of drug rehab programs across the country that requires participants to work for for-profit companies, from chicken processing plants to a Coca-Cola bottling plant in Oklahoma. So this is a this is a thing that happens, like these these rehab companies like form partnerships right. with companies and uh getting free labor. Yeah. So uh yeah, I, I've seen a few of these. I, I've seen a few of these stories. I wanted to I just these rehabs really are not there it's it's so unethical, a lot of them. And I yeah, I, cool I feel thing. for like we did a story one time about these people and we were like, oh this sounds great. They were using Kratom and C B D as part of their rehab services. And then we got into reading the stories and saw how much they were charging for people to come there. Yeah. And it was like, God damn, man, not even the ones right. that have the right idea right. are doing are it in accessible. a way that's ethical. You know? or accessible to anybody, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's make fun of some conservatives. Let's do let's do a little time on conservatives. How's that sound? All right. We've been depressing a little bit, but this is great. No jokes, no refund. No jokes and no refunds. That's the story from attendees who walked out of the Oh, Jesus, I hate the internet, Brett. Ooh, how likely are you to Yeah. So many ads, dude. Columbus Day sale, which I believe in Indigenous Peoples Day. Uh Jeezy peasy. Okay, so that's the story from attendees who walked out of uh, the Count Basie what Center story? for Arts and Phil. No jokes and no refunds. Okay, okay. Oh my holy shit, dude! What this, happened? I a quiz came up so that I can look at this thing, and now oh, I oh thank Lord it's done. All right. Uh, Diana Gargano, a Trump supporter from Old Bridge, who left her seat after a fan was kicked out for... Oh, no, I'm sorry. That's the story from attendees who walked out of the Wanda Sykes show Thursday, September 27th at the Count Basie Theater for the Arts and Red Bank after the comedian opened with a series of jokes about President Donald Trump. Diane Gargano, a Trump supporter from Old Bridge, who left her seat after a fan was kicked out for heckling Sykes, is waiting for a response from the Basie about a refund. So they went there to disrupt the show, and they're mad they got kicked out. They went there to no, see... No, they went there and then tried to disrupt the show. Yeah. yeah. They went there to see Wanda Sykes, who is a black woman who is also out, LGBT. She's she's a lesbian. Yeah. And they thought that maybe she would... She like, wouldn't talk about <laughs> politics at all. <laughs> she's just funny. She's just so funny. She's fine. I watch her on TV. I saw her on Curb Your Enthusiasm, and she never said nothing about progressive politics. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy, right? I mean, 
you're gonna have to eat a little bit of that. I mean, there maybe if there if there was a if there was a comedian I really liked and I knew that was gonna give like a fair shake to Trump, I went to a, to their show. I wouldn't be mad if they said something okay right. about Trump. Listen to this woman though. Who, they sh- what are you expecting? I know <laughs> there is it, not, not a, a re- single. You comedian. can't get a refund for the content. There's no promise of the content of the show. Yeah. There's no comedians that aren't doing Trump material either. How many comedians do you think are out there not doing Trump material? One that doesn't work clean. Like Wanda Sykes is known to not even be. She's not like a known as a clean comedian. That's like all inclusive for every person to come to her show. No. And guess what? Yeah. Guess what? Not my show's not for everybody either. I don't fucking come to my show. If you're a white supremacist or you like Donald Trump, because I fucking hate you and I don't want you in my audience. (laughs) They cannot. They cannot envision a world where somebody wouldn't be just like, well, as long as you give me your money, I'll entertain you. Yeah. That's true. Fuck you. Yeah. (laughs) That's true. I don't want your money. I don't, yeah, keep your fucking money. Give it to somebody that sucks. Yeah, go somewhere else. Get Jeff Denham tickets. <laughs> exactly. They can't envision a world where they're not like the customer at all fucking times. Our president you know? one, you know, Miss Wanda Sykes. Yeah. He, yeah. He's the president you're talking about. Yeah. I left a message with the Count Basie, two of them, and there have been no replies, Gargano said. I don't think it's fair. I'm a single mom. It's a night to get out and get away with laughter. I didn't pay $85 to listen to her political views. I can turn on CNN for that bull crap. I understand she's a political comedian, but at some point you have to move on. That is so weird. <laughs> she's trying to get her $85 back, dude. She's like, damn it, damn it, damn it. I knew I shouldn't have bought that ticket. So much money. What was I? What, did she, what was she thinking? What was she expecting? During the show, Gargano retreated with a group of dissatisfied fans to the lobby bar and was then asked to leave that area, she said. Oh, wow. <laughs> the deplorables went to the bar. Guess what? They were like, de- get, get out of here. Yeah, y'all, we don't. Like, Stop it. <laughs> you're deplorable, Go right? Away. <laughs> we don't fucking like you. Fucking room full of deplorables stood up and said, "Well, I never." Yeah, walked out. This is outrageous. I just wanted to hear some jokes. This ain't even funny. This what? is serious. This is what I believe. Okay, that's not fair. <laughs> what do you think happens in 2018 when you go see a political comedian? Too, by the way. But what happens when you think you? I really don't think there's a reason to think that. Like most comedians are not pro-Trump. If you want a pro-Trump comedian, go fucking find one and go to their show, you know? You don't get to go see the good comedians. You're not allowed to see us. The best pro-Trump comedians are actually performing in the front seat of their car in front of a GoPro. (laughs) (laughs) Right? Yeah. You want to see a comedian? Chad Rather, whatever that guy's name is. The comical cowboy on Facebook. You want to see a conservative comedian? There's a guy named Amiri King on Facebook, and he'll post snaps of himself all day. Sure, you have to sit through a little read for a hacked Amazon stick, but after that, he'll get to the comedy. Yeah, he'll he'll talk. He loves whoopings. He'll tell you how good it was back in the day. He'll walk to the trash can and tell you how great it was to have whoopings. We used to give people whoopings all the time. It was great. Take care of a lot of these problems. (laughs) Whoopings. Ah! <laughs>
I know that Trump lost the popular vote, but you know what could have won him the popular vote? Whoopins. <laughs> Fucking eight. That is that's his whole set. Yeah, that's it. That solves. I mean, that's sixty minutes of that. My my son used to have a man bun. You know what he has now? Whoopins. <laughs> Sell, start printing whooping t-shirts right now. Yeah. That really is like... Hashtag you need a whooping. Yeah, yeah. The coffee mug that says, you know, the reason I'm good and go to work on time is because of all the whoopings I yeah. got. I like caffeine and giving out whoopings. Which one are you a fan of? Shirt that just says your name and says whoopings master underneath. Oh, those like bot t-shirts? Yeah, yeah. I don't like liberalism and I don't like safe spaces. I like to hand out whoopings. Pain family. Pain family values. It would be like a plaque on a t-shirt. With a butthole and a paddle next to it and it just says E pluribus whoopings on the top of it. <laughs> that is their only com- comedy. That's, that's all, all conservative yeah, comedy is. Yeah. Or no, I watched. The, I actually I watched their video about dating a liberal feminist these days, and it was a guy like I'll pay for dinner, and she was like livid about it. Yeah. Like what the fuck? You think you can just pay for my dinner because we're on a date? Yeah. He's like sorry about that. <laughs> lying too. He's yeah. a lying liar. These guys all lie about like they're like they don't go on they dates. They don't talk to women. <laughs> they don't go on dates. I know. <laughs> I saw I saw this prominent conservative guy. This is a guy that one of my old tattoo artists uh, went full blown Trump and into Christianity. But he recently posted an Instagram photo, and it was just him by himself smoking a cigar. And it's like you don't have any fucking friends, man. <laughs> yeah. You're conservative. Your family values like don't get you a family. Dang it. This toxic masculinity lost me all my friends. Yeah. Good thing I'm right. I'm so right. Everybody's going to be red-pilled. It's just not like a funny... It's just not humor. Yeah, and like... It's not a funny ideology. It's hard to be funny when you're like mad about everything in the world, you know? When When you hate everybody. Like when the kind of disdain... That's what it is. They would have... It just comes through. It's it's all mean-spirited. Or the kind of disdain they would have for anybody that would actually pay to see them. You know what I mean? Like you, like uh, like people that pay to go to like shows and stuff like that are generally like not conservative. Like well, the guys it, that sit in their living room but, and watch Fox News all day. But it's just, a, it's the same connection to that Becker guy, and that like those same folks would make a joke about like shooting children. But don't ever do the hard thought process of questioning the cops. And they have like a Blue Lives Matter thing, but they'd want to make a joke about like shooting kids. Like that was funny, yeah. you know? And they're allowed, they, they're like, you're allowed to fucking do that. People just don't like it. Yeah, it's you just know? a big turnoff. Yeah. To you, people with consciences yeah. that have compassion and shit. It's hilarious, though, that these deplorables went to this show and were like, God damn it! No, so they, uh, the, I mean, thing is, you're just showing how weak you are. I mean, you just have you don't have thick. You share, 
You've probably <clears throat> shared a million Tweety Bird, Winnie the Pooh, and Minion memes this month that told you how you don't give a fuck about anything, but you certainly gave a fuck enough at this Wanda Sykes show. Yeah, it drove you crazy that somebody had different opinions yeah. and had the microphone and you didn't. <laughs> right, right. You know? I think that's one of the things that makes them crazy, though, a lot of times is they just don't have the microphone. You know, they like I get the I get to have the microphone. Wanda Sykes, I mean, she really had so like somebody like Wanda Sykes gets to have the microphone, and they don't understand that like it's not there's nothing special about you, and that's why nobody's listening to you. Right. You know what I'm saying? So there was a dozen, there was a dozen or two discussing it and asking for our money back. There were five of them. There was no way there was twelve. Uh, Gargano said, a man asked us to step outside and we said, why? He said it was disturbing the show. The doors between the lobby and the theater were closed and we were standing by the bar. Then they closed the bar down. I've worked in venues and they do that. Like that's kind of the part of the process of a show once ever, like, have you ever been to a comedy show? Yeah. They don't like run the bar during the fucking show. No, There's no, no reason to do that. No, that I mean, people are watching the, the show. Through, yeah. <laughs> no, they want you to get a drink. They want you to enjoy the first couple of, parts of the show and then get out yeah anyone causing a disruption during a basie center performance is subject to ejection said a spokesman for the basie this includes disruptions anywhere on the premises the disruption began a few minutes after the show began when some audience members began heckling the comedian do some comedy one attendee shouted according to a previous report in the asbury park press too political another yelled from the crowd which you're allowed to do you're allowed to do but uh, yeah, you know what's going to happen? You're getting kicked out. And if Mike Ness is there, he's going to beat your face. He'll punch you in the face. Me and Brett might engage you and talk yeah. to you because you, where or maybe drop kick you from the stage. I would love to do some Sid Vicious type shit up there. I might punch you in the teeth if I get on stage. That would and be you fun. Say too political. That might get you punched. How by it would me. be fucking awesome to wrap a cord <laughs> around that person's neck and just sling them off the fucking stage. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> whip them with the microphone just like whip that microphone out there and conk yeah. them on the head with it uh the audience member heckling was asked to leave by someone who looked like a handler said ellen baltazar of midtown that's why we walked out we felt that person's rights were being you don't have rights they said they felt that person's rights were being violated you're at her show right you're not at your show this, this isn't yours every actually you know what the thing is that there's a thousand people here that also paid 85 dollars. they're fucking loving these trump jokes yeah that's what you're they came for stopping the whole show for your petty issue you're because you're sad. you can't take a joke because you can't take a joke yeah because you're unfunny and soulless you have not a good but you're a terrible unfunny crap person baltazar a sykes fan who has seen her at basie before said her sister has requested a refund with no reply yet from the theater you aren't getting your money back <laughs> no you'll never get your money back for this you don't deserve it and you were a disruption and of course they kicked you out that's how stand-up comedy works that's, that's the, the rules. fucking rules that's the rules yeah, that's something that's killed Brett and I for <laughs> about the past two years when we want audience participation a lot of times. We we ask for stuff and people are just genu genu ugh, generally too polite. 
to talk because they don't well, think used that to being the quiet. about yeah. them. Yeah. They're used yeah. to being quiet. And there's like a million YouTube videos of like comedian savages heckler in the audience. Yeah. You don't yell too political at a comedian though. No. Like fuck you don't, that. that's not like comedy is something different <laughs> from like even music where they're like, just do your goddamn music. Right. It's like, no, that's not, this is my show. This isn't right. your show. You don't get to make decisions about what I do. Up this here. is it. This is the whole package here. Yeah. Like, you, you can decide now. I guess you didn't realize, but you, that, but now you know what we're all about here. Yeah. Isn't that wild to you though? Like that, that like they Babies, would demand fucking refunds. tantrums. They, I mean, the snowflakes, all of it. They're guilty of every fucking thing that they say. Everybody else is, you know? <laughs> okay. Bullshit. So I, I really have a uh, I have a good one for you, Brett. This is from the Federalist. It almost feels like the Chapo reading series, but I need to read this to you. This is Mark Hemingway. Oh man, he's a conservative. What is this one? I'm just gonna start reading it. I don't want I you to know, know what it. it is before. For a variety of personal and professional reasons, I did an epic amount of travel in the last year across thousands of miles in several states. There was one cultural constant. Everywhere I went were lots of people with tattoos. Uh, yeah. It's a problem. <laughs> oh, my word. <sighs> yeah. You know, foul mouth sailors get tattoos. <laughs> Brad has a lot of tattoos. I just got a new one on my hand, actually. I Your just tattoos got, are great, too. I got it touched up today. And it's not well, just some a, of them are problematic, but yeah, well, I mean, you were problematic at a time in your I life. Know. That's the way it works. And that's it's not like that people have tattoos. It's the tattoos they have. At one point I found myself in Breckenridge gawking at the majestic Rocky mountain scenery, imagining the sound of music only swap Julie Andrews singing with a middle-aged dad yelling at the kids to stop complaining about the long drive. The view of the mountain Valley was promptly ruined when one of the first things my eyes fixed on after stumbling into the parking lot was an otherwise pretty girl whose thigh was consumed by a graphic picture of a skull dripping blood what's not pretty about that sounds badass to yeah. me i mean what is wrong with that this uh, guy's he has, gawking been... at this woman's legs and he's well, mad about really what she grossed. did to herself i know it's really gross like you're otherwise pretty but it's I, I can't handle that you wanted to put something on your skin that you have a personality, that you had Maybe, something that... Re- I can't handle re- your decision about your body. Yes. Yes, exactly. Yeah. He's just sickened by a woman making a decision that he doesn't think is this a kid. good decision for a woman. I mean, I've I, seen, I did read some of this. This was awful. I've spoken to a lot of dude. I, I've spoken to people in the past who think women with like... Oh, badass tattoos they shouldn't have badass yeah. tattoos like you shouldn't have just not and right shit. yeah no i knew a guy that was had a lot of tattoos and thought that women shouldn't and i was just like that is so regressive i don't <laughs> even understand why you're saying that out loud how do we even talk to you yeah you know yeah I mean? i'd like to talk this such was as- a long time i mean it was an arguing it was just one of those it was one of the stupid people that you keep trying that you think are going to get it, but then you're like, oh, wait, they're actually not going to. Yeah, I'm just, I don't want to be around you. You're a fucking dim bulb. Yeah. You're a piece of crap. You're a loser and you're dragging me down. Yeah, I'm going to give you a whooping. <laughs> you're going to get a whooping from me. <laughs> Set you right. You're going to get a left wing whooping. <laughs> yeah. And you're going to be the left wing whooping boys. Yeah. Want a left wing whooping? We left- We're coming. <laughs> they're scared of it. Not No, PC? they're terrified. <laughs> Yeah, we're going to give you a PC whooping. Not acknowledging non-binary people? Yep, yep. That's a whooping. That's a whooping. <laughs> yep. I'd like to chalk such a sight 
such a side up to youthful indiscretion in Colorado's reefer madness. But a few days earlier, I'd been in Salt Lake City. I have many relatives in Salt Lake City, and I'm fully aware that the town has changed a lot in recent decades. Okay. It's no longer the monochromatic Mormon <laughs> enclave of my youth, where most O-tree? I don't know what that is. Cultural expression imaginable. I don't want to listen. I mean, it's just he's saying. So anyway, still, no, that didn't. No, no, no. He says to. where the most outre cultural expression imaginable involved the inadvisable addition of walnuts to jello salad. Like, I don't oh know a world this guy God. exists in. This is, he's in the Betty Crocker cookbook? Yeah, who, I don't, yeah. How old is this fucking guy? <laughs> still, that what didn't, <laughs> still, that didn't prepare me for, these are all women. Still, that didn't prepare, oh, prepare yeah. me for That's the exactly blonde, ponytailed soccer mom I saw at Costco with a low-cut tank exposing an amazingly detailed tat on her chest, exploding into deer antlers crawling across her collarbones. Tight. As fucking tattoo tight. goes, it was fantastic artistry, and I'd submit that was the problem it was so realistic and visually arresting it looked less like a tattoo and more like a manifestation of lovecraftian soul rot spreading onto her shoulders like inky kudzu that's fucking tight dude <laughs> it sounds badass that to sounds me. cool again yeah, yeah. that so, sounds like and she improved her fucking body because there's other ponytailed ladies out there that just have a regular ass chest right that right just, they got that doesn't have exploding lovecraftian antlers on it yeah suffice like to say upgrade. this like is, upgrade suffice to say this is quite the juxtaposition to confront when seeing someone hoist bulk food into a cart to feed her innocent munchkins what a piece of shit man i would i mean somebody like this oh man i don't want to get we just told you how much trouble you can get in i know try it but it's like <laughs> i know what you're saying a whooping would clear this up i think some people <laughs> some people need a whooping this because <laughs> when you have those thoughts whenever you're looking at a, somebody and you're deciding how they should live their life you get a whooping it's like catholicism let's just say it's like catholicism you need to fucking flog yourself whenever you have stupid thoughts like this yeah these are so unfucking necessary to for you to employ any. This is your own issues, buddy. Yeah, you. This is your shit. You need to talk to your wife. You need to talk to your daughters. You need to talk to your aunts, grandmas, all the women in your life. They need to dress you fucking down because you are real fucking weird right now. <laughs> <laughs> My experience doesn't seem to be entirely anecdotal. If America can be divided into two. Into those who don't have tattoos and those who do, the two groups seem to be rapidly approaching equilibrium. About one in five Americans okay. have tattoos, and among 18 to 25, 29-year-olds, the latest figures peg those with ink at 40%. Okay, so, like, obviously people like having fucking yeah, tattoos. Yeah, it seems popular. Right? <laughs> like, so it's you're keeping wrong. a lot of scuzz bags employed, too, and on the right, straight and narrow. That is true. It's keeping a lot of libertarians self-made. Okay, <laughs> that's, true. that's also true. A lot of libertarians are out there making their living and yelling at us about how we didn't make right decisions. And that's why we work at Wendy's. <laughs> right. <laughs> Speaking of percentages, the Air Force is so hard up for recruits that it recently eliminated its 25% rule. Like all military regulations, the 25% rule is painfully exact, but loosely stated. It meant that you weren't eligible to serve, much less join a bomber crew ferrying around nuclear weapons unless you were capable of exercising good enough judgment to not cover more than a quarter of your body in tattoos keep covering your bodies kids so don't go what? to the military yeah. cover 90 percent of it if you <laughs> can go 
face first. I'd love to, to see you not join a tattoos. bomber crew. Yeah. <laughs> don't join. We don't need bomber crews. <laughs> Kids, don't join bomber crews. That's my, Back in the good old days, the problem was getting tattoos after you joined the military. My dad was a Marine colonel, and believe oh me, it was a problem. That's not relative at all. If you've never seen the tattoo parlors that set up shop on the edge of a military base, well, don't. That I'm was pretty... 50 fucking years ago. I know. I know. That was black and white TV is what you're talking about. None of this is relevant. No, this is not. So what? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no. (laughs) Things are different than they used to be back in a time. I just saw someone get a tattoo on Instagram. (laughs) People get Nike signs tattooed on their face. It's the fun, (laughs) coolest thing in the world. (laughs) Right. I've seen people with Mario standing in front of a marijuana leaf with the Zelda Triforce in his hand. And I'm like, I eh, probably would still advise, but it's sweet. Yeah. <laughs> for cares? now, it's good. You'll remember <laughs> that forever. Um, if tattoos were once an act of rebellion against cultural norms, now they are a well-established norm. If you want a tattoo, hey, it's a free country. But it seems many people still get them laboring under the delusion that they're a hallmark of individualism. They don't. No, you made that up. Once again, this is you... This is you sitting in your house with binoculars, looking at people through the window and judging the shit out of them and hating them. Yes. Like you're just, you are traveling. He said he's traveling. Yeah. But he can't enjoy himself because someone else made the decision to get a fucking tattoo. Yeah. And 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 he thinks it's because they've said to the world, I'm the most unique person that there is. I've got a tattoo. Which I've never fucking heard. People that I know are like, oh, I forgot I have tattoos. I forget I I mostly forget I have tattoos. Yeah. Why After would this you fucking thing that? heals, I have no idea. Yeah. Why would you remember it? It's there all the time. <laughs> I don't feel it. Yeah. Yeah. It's like when you smoke and you don't smell like cigarettes to yourself, but you <laughs> sure, smell like it to everybody exactly, else. Exactly. You know, right. it's the same fucking thing. Right. right. At a baseball game last year, I sat a few rows directly behind a guess the gender. <laughs> oh, well, I mean, it could be maybe a trans woman <laughs> behind a whoop. No, he would call that not oh, yeah. by the right. Oh, yeah. Uh, with a asshole. tattoo on the back of her neck and typewritten script that said, I'm the hero of this story. She seemed like a perfectly nice woman from what I observed. She That's was also. Why is that he... is a douchey tattoo. But why is he even like making judgments about somebody's character that he's at a baseball game sitting behind? He summed him up. Like, well, here's the thing, too, is like, I'm this petty. To be honest, I'm this petty, and I will judge you on all your fucking tattoos. But it it doesn't I, – I know that's the type – I know those are bad thoughts, and I just keep them to myself you and, and giggle about them to myself. You don't write a 1,000-word a, a think piece about <laughs> no, it? No, no, I don't think this is a – I don't think we need to have a discussion because I'm going to belittle a bunch of women in public about their – tattoo choices yeah and you know here's the thing dude i have bad opinions too like i'm the same way i I judge fucking everybody oh i'll make up a whole story about someone based on their clothes but it, yeah, I judge people's clothes. I judge the way they look. It's just the fucking way things are. But yeah, it's, it's, not, val- it's not valid. It's not valid information to be spreading yeah. with any sort of wisdom. There's no, wis- there's no wisdom. That's my problem. That's yeah, your that's, problem. Yes, yeah. The person's problem this stuff is, is ours. It's not the person that we're judging. You no. know what I'm saying? No. But in these circumstances, I was all but forced to stare downward at her tattoo. And the more I thought about the sentiment, the more irritating I found he it. He was forced. He was forced to look at this she, woman because she got it. Yeah, he's the mother. He's like he looks at. He's driving down the road, but he's just reading billboards the entire time. I was forced to read any letters that's in front of my face. 
<laughs> I can't look away from letters. I just have to keep reading them over and over and over again. It took every ounce of patience within me to make it through nine innings without marching down to her and explaining to this self-proclaimed hero of her story that there's a such thing as an unreliable narrator. Well, that's a good crack. But, I mean, she knows that, too. Oh, sure, sure. You know what I mean? Yeah, she like, probably knows survived that cancer or something. I know. We're all unreliable narrators, sure. too, and we all know that. Yeah. You know, no, if tattoos no. ever had a singular redeeming quality, the fact that they are now inescapable has robbed them of it. Before, Jesus, guy. I know. This guy is so weird. He thinks that he's putting things in people's minds that oh, yeah. aren't things that people think, you know? Uh, before everyone had one, seeing one was at least exciting, and you had a good reason to surmise there was a story behind it. So what, would you like decide who gets to be the person with the tattoo? I know, you have to earn it like or who, something. You have like, to what is that? Maybe you have to just be a fucking sailor, basically. Maybe your uncle's career as a salesman at IBM didn't exactly scream international man of mystery, but when he wore the wife beater at family cookouts, you just knew that guy had some tales to tell about what happened on shore leave. Of course, tattoos were always also seen. So as... So he just wants it to be. He's just men. He's just yeah. He wants men to be able to have. He tattoos. wants there to be like strong, burly sailors in those <laughs> bell-bottom pants with tattoos on their forearms of an anchor. Right. Every tattoo <laughs> Every has to be an anchor. anchor. Right. <laughs> if it isn't an anchor or a tiger, then it's an irrelevant <laughs> tattoo. Right. <laughs> You're like your your papa takes his shirt off at the, at a barbecue and he's like, oh, what's that anchor for? Oh, and then he's thinking about his papa too. He's like, the only people allowed to have tattoos are my people, <laughs> oh, my papa, and no women, because I don't want you to be like my papa. If I, I thought want you, I want to fuck you with my eyes in public, <laughs> and I don't want you to be like my papa. I don't I want can't... you to have anything that reminds me of death. I don't want to think about my meemaw with tattoos. That's an yeah. Issue my for grandma, me. my mom can't have tattoos. Oh, it's fucking. I so hate this stupid. guy. It, I mean. He keeps going for a long time, too. Like, right? obviously, I came up in a time when tattoos hit to the point of being all the reality shows that were on that everybody was obsessed with. Yeah. But to this day, if there was just very little there, I've never met a person that tells me immediately why they have tattoos or what they all mean. There's just nobody that even fucking bothers to mention them. You know, I've never heard someone say like, well, you know, we're me and you, we're the hero of this story. We're tattooed. <laughs> yeah. No, I don't see people like gathering around us like we're a group of people with tattoos and you're not Except allowed to be in it because you don't have a tattoo. Tattoo acceptance in the workplace. They know some pain that some of you uninked people will never fucking know. Right. Right. <laughs> I, I, like my thing is like, I don't have any tattoos right. like i i don't have any at all i don't have any piercings or anything and i've never felt left out of a situation you know, because i didn't have a tattoo like i've never had a person with tattoos be like uh you're a lot less interesting than me because i have <laughs> tattoos yeah i'm sorry i can't really hang out with you know people that aren't willing to be tattooed i do like um it is indicative though of uh, there is a little bit i mean you can glean a, a little bit of somebody's character uh charlotte i Actually, today, Charlotte has his new friend in class, and I finally got to see who her mom was, and her mom has a real fucking shiesty tattoo. Just one. Yeah. Blown out like green lettering. I don't even know what it fucking says, but it like gave me a sigh of relief 
because that's the lady that I have to do play dates with, right? If Charlotte is friends with her and I'm like, I can be on this, I can fucking hang out with this lady, you know? Yeah. Like somebody that you know is like made a bad decision. Your wife has for example, your wife has one bad decision tattoo. She has a tattoo that's beautiful, but then somebody put their initial, the tattoo artist put his <laughs> right. initials on it, which is a problem. Uh, yeah, I've never heard of that. But it's a cool tattoo. She, she but loves it. it. You it know? Is, but she loves it. That's the point, though. It is, is like, that's the thing. But it is like, it's just a little bit of like, all right, this person is dangerous. Like, this person will kind of just give it up mm-hmm. for the moment. My wife has one single tattoo. Yeah. It's the worst decision tattoo possible. I think it's better than all of mine. Yeah. Because I just went and paid for him. It's like, a story. Like a fucking, yeah, prostitute. Yeah, it's a story. You get in. It's just like, put this on me is what I did. <laughs> <laughs> but my wife ended up in like a basement when she was a teen. Yeah, that's how my wife got hers done was at a, like a party. Somebody's yeah. like, I'm doing tattoos, you know? So I'm not going to read the rest of this guy's shit because it's really long and terrible. Who are we talking about? Uh, this oh, man, Hemingway that guy that hates guy. tattoos. But he basically goes for? on to t- the Federalist. It's a conservative thing. I mean, what, what, kind of re- make- what kind of reaction? I mean, is this necessary content? Is this just to be inflamed? I mean, are they really is like, did they really own us right now because we covered it on the show? But I, I, nobody's going to flock to this opinion, right? It just is embarrassing. I don't think people care about tattoos, dude. Like, no. I don't think even, like, conservative people. I no. bet you John Boehner has a fucking tattoo. <laughs> oh, I know he has this. He has a sun around his belly button. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I mean, I'm trying to think of somebody even like. Or like a dolphin on like, his arm. The only reason I never got a tattoo money yeah they're expensive it's just always like i ain't gonna spend that kind of money on a tattoo and i don't like pain you know it's funny now i did too. promise though let's we gotta bring this up i did promise to you get my it. eyebrow pierced if when i'm you're... reminded on my birthday on my 40th birthday which is coming up you want to get it i mean that's why you're telling them i would like to have it you want it back but i don't think i should get it like i i liked it when i had it but i think i'd look silly as shit with it at 40 years old so I don't, I don't really want it. I still have some Pierce parents at my school that's, that I've seen, and they're like still rocking. Mm, no. No dads. <laughs> yeah, I know. I mean, I'm, yeah. I, uh, oh, yeah. I don't, Piercings I don't, are Pierce, over, dude. Pierce that was women. A 90s There's thing. Pierce women, though. Maybe I'll get a tattoo someday. I've said before I was going to get the S if you get the F, and we can <laughs> Have them on ourselves, but like I don't know. I'm afraid of tattoos. Like I'm really. Yeah, I, I could never imagine you sitting through one. I think you would probably be like, okay, that's what it feels like. I don't need any more. <laughs> All right, that's in a spot. That's in a spot where no one will see it. We'll just you know cover. I'll just say that's some dirt or something on my leg. Yeah, I've always been kind of weirded out by them, and and I've always been like. uh I've always not weirded out by other people having them. Like, I think it's cool. Like, I think your tattoos are really cool. I even think my wife's tattoo is cool. Like, I think every tattoo I've seen is very cool. And I wish, like, part of me wishes I had one because it was like, I want to reveal. But I know that, like, all the tattoos I had, like, I would have got a cat with Deftones under it or some crazy shit like that or a corn tattoo. One of my best buddies got a Weezer tattoo. And that was, like, a big mistake because... You get an artist that hasn't, their career isn't over. Yeah. Woo, you're riding hardcore for who got, who knows what yeah. their next albums are going to be like. You know? I mean, I still think though, like you said, you have tattoos that you probably wouldn't have got now. Oh yeah. Back at, but you got them back in the day and I'm sort of in the same boat where it's like, I would, 
I would probably be happy. Like I then that's what think makes about good, like though. if I had a Deftones tattoo, it would be like, well, yeah, be I cool. got a Deftones tattoo. You know, yeah, that's the thing they don't ever get, and that's what people always say. It's like tattoos. You know, they're gonna look terrible, and it's like, yeah, but I'm gonna be there for the entire journey of the thing. Like I'm gonna look at it, and I'm gonna remember it when it's brand spanking new. I'm gonna remember my life. You know, like the one I just got. It was like three days after coming off the Midwestern tour. We had all that. We had that great fucking Chicago show that y'all heard. We had so much going on. We made money. And like, that's a fucking, now I'm going to remember it forever. It's going to look like trash. The sun is going to beat it up and it's going to not be appealing at all in 10 years. And, uh, that doesn't fucking bother me. I know. I don't, don't, I'm not getting like people misconstrue it as it's like this pursuit for like art art and all kinds of stuff like that spirituality yeah it's like meaning and it's like it's just putting pictures on your body when i ever since i was a kid my my friend's dad's my my friend's dad my dad's friends were all like tattooed guys that he worked with and it it was just basically the concept of putting pictures on your skin and that was all i cared about yeah I mean, I like the idea of marking and things in my life, you know, and like other, I don't have like any visual markers of anything I've ever done. This is got fat. This is kind of my <laughs> retirement, too, because I plan on if I keep my body in like good shape, I'm going and I get covered in tattoos. Then I want to do like a, being a carnival is like the tattooed man, like when I'm older, <laughs> just oh, to yeah. stay like young and out there. Yeah. But I would, yeah, then it's an easy job to get because all you have to do is get a bunch of tattoos. Bunch of tattoos. Yeah, it's an easy job. Hey, it's me. It's I'm me. a tattooed man. I put it all over my whole body like an idiot. I had to get a fucking tattoo. Someday. I'm going to get my face tattooed too. My wife will not be into it, but some point. I've thought about getting something done like a street fight thing and then something for my like my wife and i would get and she's always trying to talk me into it. she's like oh you get a tattoo and i'm like yeah and then five minutes later i'm like i ain't gonna get that tattoo it's yeah not happen yeah. i'm just like i would say i was there with some one of our friends got a husband and wife tattoo it was a good bonding moment yeah i feel like i'd look fucking silly with i'd like i feel like anything just get I'd it covered up silly one. Just get one for you. Get one that you can yeah, go into I the also, bathroom and like pull your shirt up and be like, this is for me. This is my power stone. Yeah. And it's a really weird thing for me. Like <sighs> that, like, I think the part of, I mean, like, I think that not having any and being in the world that I, that I'm in and like the stuff that I've been through, it's like, I am somebody that probably should have one, like, or should have gotten one I at some know. point. No, really? you, I know. You just don't seem like you could sit that long. I mean, stereotypically. I don't think like you could watch somebody put a true. needle to your fucking skin. But stereotypically, I'm saying like. Yeah, just you should have you should have been I'm, so high that you got a tattoo at some point. Yeah, and the stuff I'm involved with now and like all the people around me are tat. Like I could go to do a live show and like so many people have tattoos and like all the people I work with have tattoos and shit like that. And then I'm just like. I don't know why I never got one. I'm just, well, basically because I'm afraid of them and I can't sit down and yeah, I don't want to pay for anything. Yep. That's all I have takes. markers. That's like, all I, it takes. I remember stuff. Like, it's just, I mean, I'll always remember the Midwest tour because I lost one of my favorite shirts on it. Oh, my God. You lost Which, a raincoat. I lost a really nice raincoat. I lost a gray shirt that I wore all the fucking time. It I was think an I American may have an apparel shirt and it was like dark gray. And I it might have 2X. it. 2X. Holy shit. Well, now I'll forget the Midwest tour. I'm going to show you. I'll, I'll show you. I have a thing. I have it over there. All right. I have your party world wrestling shirt. Oh, I okay. Yeah. Those two shirts are great. Those are two of my favorite shirts. I have them. And some broke ass underwear. The the elastic on it is like crinkly. Yeah. I don't wear no, underwear. You're, ca- you're Calvin's. They're Calvin. 
Brian wears Calvin's, just so you know. I don't wear underwear really anymore. <laughs> you should anymore. do a Calvin's ad. I wear compression shorts now, so I don't even really wear those. I wear them to bed. Mm. Okay. I like the compression shorts. They feel good on my legs. They okay. make everything's like the everything's there, you know. Right. Like my in beans, place. my beans are like in a good spot in these sure. things. I think I had to tell my like at the end of the day, I'm like talking to my wife. Oh no, actually, ugh, this is so embarrassing to stay on the show. So my wife comes in the room before this concert we're going to, and I just got done walking, and it was hot that day, and I just was hot, and I just my like whole thing. My area was hot. You know mm. what I mean? Like my beans, where my Frank. beans and peenie is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I just sat, I was sitting at the edge of the bed naked and my wife walked in the room. And she's like, what are you doing? Cause like, we're just never naked in our house. Oh really? Yeah. Like, I'm never naked. I am in, like just under the covers, under know? the covers. Yes. That's a requirement. Sometimes maybe like over the covers. That's like kinky though. It's like, <laughs> Oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can feel the breeze on my butt. <laughs> oh wow this is happening out there in the public you know and like <laughs> i think i mean i hate wearing clothes we, we're a hating wearing clothes family that's crazy to me and so i'm sitting and i'm like sitting at the edge of bed she's like oh what are you doing and i was like i'm sorry if you're offended and she's like i'm not really having hair offended wow <laughs> she was like uh she said something to me and i was like my beans have been hot all day and then i was like i just called my balls my beans and said they were hot the whole day to my wife and that's like I shouldn't have said that. Like, I felt you, like I shouldn't have said it. You broke the fourth wall. Just saying beans. Like, I should have said my fucking nuts are hot, man. My big fat nuts. Yeah. Instead, it's like, my beans. My beans are sweaty. I got to air them out here. Well, you know. I know. I'm gross. That was gross. I shouldn't have said I was polite. naked at one point. Beans is more week. polite. I should have said I was naked one day this week. Yeah, that was unfair. <laughs> this is disgusting. All right. We'll talk to you all next call-in show right yeah thanks for uh listening to street fight radio if you want to support us get bonus content you can uh watch live streams of the basement show <clears throat> you can also watch us do commentary on episodes of undercover boss we just did the great wolf lodge uh episode you can do that patreon.com street fight radio to get access to that um remember jake when you got your paycheck later this week, funded justice, F U N D E D, fundedjustice.com slash justice for Jacob. Uh, spare some money if you can to make sure that he doesn't get totally fucking boned by the government. Um, if you want to support, if you want, oh, well, if you want to call into the show, we do that Sunday nights, 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. The number is 614 412 5252. Start calling in. If you call in at 11, you'll be straight. We're going to jibber jabber a little bit, but we'll take your call and you'll definitely get into the show. You might have to wait a little bit, but you do get to listen to the live stream of Street Fight. And we offer, I mean, as long as it's legal and as long as the motherfucking pharmacy board ain't going to come throw me in handcuffs, we're still selling CBD. We're still selling Kratom. Get get it over at store.streetfightradio.com. We got the hookup. The prices are great. Way better than your gas station bullshit. And even on the CBD, better than some of the dispensaries in those legal states. So get, take a look. Store.streetfireradio.com. We got all the old back uh, issues of the zines and even some of the Loot Zine Plus. So um, we did a special pink cover version of 
the uh, comic wrestling fans. Sorry, how to talk to wrestling fans about prison abolition. Uh, we hooked up with ABO Comics and they did a special edition for us. And I have some leftovers still at store.streetfightradio.com. Uh, thank you for the support. And we will see you later this week. We're Street Fight. Peace. <laughs>